The idea of privilege is the bane of human life. Two forces, as it were, are constantly at work, one making caste and the other breaking caste. In other words, the one making for privilege, the other breaking down privilege. And whenever privilege is broken down, more and more light and progress come to a race. This struggle we see all around us. Of course, there is first the brutal idea of privilege, that of the strong over the weak. There is the privilege of wealth. If a man has more money than another, he wants a little privilege over those who have less. There is a still subtler and more powerful privilege of intellect. Because one man knows more than others, he claims more privilege. And the last of all, and the worst, because the most tyrannical is the privilege of spirituality. If some persons think they know more of spirituality, of God, they claim a superior privilege over everyone else. They say, Come down and worship us, ye common herds. We are the messengers of God, and you have to worship us. None can be Vedantas and at the same time admit of privilege to anyone, either mental, physical or spiritual. Absolutely no privilege for anyone. The same power is in every man, the one manifesting more, the other less. The same potentiality is in everyone. Where is the claim to privilege? All knowledge is in every soul, even in the most ignorant. He has not manifested it. But, perhaps, he has not had the opportunity. The environments were not, perhaps, suitable to him. When he gets the opportunity, he will manifest it. The idea that one man is born superior to another has no meaning in the Vedanta. That between two nations one is superior and the other inferior has no meaning whatsoever. Put them in the same circumstances and see whether the same intelligence comes out or not. Before that, you have no right to say that one nation is superior to another. And as to spirituality, no privilege should be claimed there. It is a privilege to serve mankind, for this is the worship of God. God is here, in all these human souls. He is the soul of man. What privilege can men ask? There are no special messengers of God. Never were and never can be. All beings, great or small, are equally manifestations of God. The difference is only in the manifestation. The same eternal message, which has been eternally given, comes to them little by little. The eternal message has been written in the heart of every being. It is there already, and all are struggling to express it. Some, in suitable circumstances, express it a little better than others. But as bearers of the message, they are all one. What claim to superiority is there? The most ignorant man, the most ignorant child, is as great a messenger of God as any that ever existed, and as great as any that are yet to come. For the infinite message is there, imprinted once for all in the heart of every being. Wherever there is a being, that being contains the infinite message of the Most High. It is there. The work of Advaita, therefore, is to break down all these privileges. It is the hardest work of all, and curious to say, it has been less active than anywhere else in the land of its birth. If there is any land of privilege, 
It is the land which gave birth to this philosophy, privilege for the spiritual man as well as for the man of birth. There they have not so much privilege for money. That is one of the benefits I think. But privilege for birth and spirituality is everywhere. Once a gigantic attempt was made to preach Vedantic ethics, which succeeded to a certain extent for several hundred years, and we know historically that those years were the best times of that nation. I mean the Buddhistic attempt to break down privilege. Some of the most beautiful epithets addressed to Buddha that I remember are, though the breaker of castes, destroyer of privileges, preacher of equality to all beings. So, he preached this one idea of equality. Its power has been misunderstood to a certain extent in the brotherhood of Shramanas, where we find that hundreds of attempts have been made to make them into a church with superiors and inferiors. You cannot make much of a church when you tell people they are all gods. One of the good effects of Vedanta has been freedom of religious thought, which India enjoyed throughout all times of its history. It is something to glory in, that it is the land where there was never a religious persecution, where people are allowed perfect freedom in religion. This practical side of Vedanta morality is necessary as much today as it ever was, more necessary perhaps than it ever was, for all this privilege claiming has become tremendously intensified with the extension of knowledge. The idea of God and the devil or Ahura Mazda and Ahriman has a good deal of poetry in it. The difference between God and the devil is in nothing except in unselfishness and selfishness. The devil knows as much as God, is as powerful as God, only he has no holiness. That makes him a devil. Apply the same idea to the modern world. Excess of knowledge and power without holiness makes human beings devils. Tremendous power is being acquired by the manufacture of machines and other appliances and privilege is claimed today as it never has been claimed in the history of the world. That is why the Vedanta wants to preach against it, to break down this tyrannizing over the souls of men. Those of you who have studied the Gita will remember the memorable passages. He who looks upon the learned Brahman, upon the cow, the elephant, the dog, all the outcast with the same eye. He indeed is the sage and the wise man. Even in this life he has conquered relative existence, whose mind is firmly fixed on this sameness. For the Lord is one and the same to all, and the Lord is pure. Therefore those who have the sameness for all and are pure are said to be living in God. This is the gist of Vedantic morality, this sameness for all. We have seen that it is the subjective world that rules the objective. Change the subject and the object is bound to change. Purify yourself and the world is bound to be purified. This one thing requires to be taught now more than ever before. We are becoming more and more busy about our neighbors and less and less about ourselves. The world will change if we change. If we are pure, the world will become pure. The question is, why I should see evil in others? I cannot see evil unless I be evil. I cannot be miserable unless I am weak. Things that used to make me miserable when I was a child do not do so now. The subject changed, so the object was bound to change. So says the Vedanta. All these things which we call causes of misery and evil, we shall laugh at when we arrive at that wonderful state of equality, that sameness. This is what is called in Vedanta attaining to freedom. 
the sign of approaching that freedom is more and more of this sameness and equality in misery and happiness the same in success and defeat the same such a mind is nearing that state of freedom the mind cannot be easily conquered minds that rise into waves at the approach of every little thing as the slightest provocation or danger in what a state they must be what to talk of greatness or spirituality when these changes come over the mind this unstable condition of the mind must be changed we must ask ourselves how far we can be acted upon by the external world and how far we can stand on our own feet in spite of all the forces outside us when we have succeeded in preventing all the forces in the world from throwing us off our balance then alone we have attained to freedom and not before that is salvation it is here and nowhere else it is this moment out of this idea out of this fountain head all beautiful streams of thought have flowed upon the world generally misunderstood in their expression apparently contradicting each other we find hosts of brave and wonderfully spiritual souls in every nation taking to caves or forests for meditation severing their connection with the external world this is one idea and on the other hand we find bright illustrious beings coming into society trying to raise their fellow men the poor the miserable apparently these two methods are contradictory the man who lives in a cave apart from his fellow beings smiles contemptuously upon those who are working for the regeneration of their fellow men how foolish he says what work is there the world of maya will always remain the world of maya it cannot be changed if i ask one of our priests in india do you believe in vedanta he says that is my religion i certainly do that is my life very well do you admit the equality of all life the sameness of everything certainly i do the next moment when a low caste man approaches this priest he jumps to one side of the street to avoid that man why do you jump because his very touch would have polluted me but you were just saying we are all the same and you admit there is no difference in souls he says oh that is in theory only for the householders when i go into a forest then i will look upon everyone as the same you ask one of your great men in england of great birth and wealth if he believes as a christian in the brotherhood of mankind since all came from god he answers in the affirmative but in 5 minutes he shouts something uncomplimentary about the common herd thus it has been a theory only for several thousand years and never came into practice all understand it declare it as the truth but when you ask them to practice it they say it will take millions of years there was a certain king who had a huge number of courtiers and each one of these courtiers declared he was ready to sacrifice his life for his master and that he was the most sincere being ever born in course of time a sanyasin came to the king the king said to him that there never was a king who had so many sincere courtiers as he had the sanyasin smiled and said he did not believe that the king said the sanyasin could test it if he liked so the sanyasin declared that he would make a great sacrifice by which the king's reign would be extended very long with the condition that there should be made a small tank into which each one of his courtiers should pour a pitcher of milk in the dark of night the king smiled and said is this the test and he asked his courtiers to come to him and told them what was to be done 
they all expressed their joyful assent to the proposal and returned in the dead of night they came and emptied their pitchers into the tank but in the morning it was found full of water only the courtiers were assembled and questioned about the matter each one of them had thought there would be so many pitchers of milk that his water would not be detected unfortunately most of us have the same idea and we do our share of work as did the courtiers in the story there is so much idea of equality says the priest that my little privilege will not be detected so say our rich men so say the tyrants of every country there is more hope for the tyrannized over than for the tyrants it will take a long time for the tyrants to arrive at freedom but less time for the others the cruelty of the fox is much more terrible than the cruelty of the lion the lion strikes a blow and is quiet for some time afterwards but the fox trying persistently to follow his prey never misses an opportunity priestcraft is in its nature cruel and heartless that is why religion goes down where priestcraft arises says the vedanta we must give up the idea of privilege then will religion come before that there is no religion at all do you believe what christ says sell all that thou hast and give to the poor practical equality there no trying to torture the text but taking the truth as it is do not try to torture texts i have heard it said that that was preached only to a handful of jews who listened to jesus the same argument will apply to other things also do not torture texts dare to face truth as it is even if we cannot reach to it let us confess our weakness but let us not destroy the ideal let us hope that we shall attain to it sometime and strive for it there it is sell all that thou hast and give to the poor and follow me thus trampling on every privilege and everything in us that works for privilege let us work for that knowledge which will bring the feeling of sameness towards all mankind you think that because you talk a little more polished language you are superior to the man in the street remember that when you are thinking this you are not going towards freedom but are forging a fresh chain for your feet and above all if the pride of spirituality enters into you woe unto you it is the most awful bondage that ever existed neither can wealth nor any other bondage of the human heart bind the soul so much as this i am purer than others is the most awful idea that can enter into the human heart in what sense are you pure the god in you is the god in all if you have not known this you have known nothing how can there be difference it is all one every being is the temple of the most high if you can see that good if not spirituality has yet to come to you let all these variations remain eternally it is the very essence of life we shall all play in this way eternally you will be wealthy and i shall be poor you will be strong and i shall be weak you will be learned and i ignorant you will be spiritual and i less so but what of that let us remain so but because you are physically or intellectually stronger you must not have more privilege than i and that you have more wealth is no reason why you should be considered greater than i for that sameness is here in spite of the different conditions the work of ethics has been and will be in the future not the destruction of variation and the establishment of sameness in the external world which is impossible for it would bring death and annihilation but to recognize the unity in spite of all these variations 
to recognize the God within, in spite of everything that frightens us, to recognize that infinite strength as the property of everyone in spite of all apparent weakness, and to recognize the eternal, infinite, essential purity of the soul in spite of everything to the contrary that appears on the surface. This we have to recognize. Taking one side alone, one half wholly of the position, is dangerous and liable to lead to quarrels. We must take the whole thing as it is, stand on it as our basis, and work it out in every part of our lives as individuals and as unit members of society.